Wednesday night and we are live. I hope everybody is doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. A full 90 minutes of fury. Just a couple things on the pregame that I saw there. I just, I want to keep reiterating these things because it's just important that it stays, you know, up in front in people's minds that everybody knows the lies because you'll never see any retractions. And one of those things we showed the, the Kareem Jean-Pierre video because the left keeps repeating over and over again that police officers were killed on 1-6. It's a bold-faced lie. And that, what, what are the actual numbers? And notice they never actually they never actually mention anybody's name. They never actually name any names. They just say police officers died on 1-6. So what were their names? Nobody knows. And of course, because it doesn't exist. What, were, what are the actual numbers? Five police officers, what they say, died on January, on January 6th. The one they claim died on, they, no, they always say they died on January 6th or they, they died because of January 6th. Whatever, whatever verbiage they used, of course, they're always saying that the, they died as a result of what happened on 1-6th. But they always do say, you know, explicitly that they died on 1-6th. So what are, what, are the actual, what are the actual numbers of how these people die? Well, first of all, of course, now we've seen definitive footage that Brian Signick, who the coroner said, and again, not belittling the dead in any way, shape, or form. I was a cop myself 25 years. Brian Signick, for all, for all uh, pertinent reports, was a good person and even a Trump supporter. So there's not, not belittling him at all. But according to the medical examiner, call them medical examiners of Florida. You may call them coroners where you're at. They're the ones who make a determination of the cause of death. Brian Signick died of a stroke. That's it. There was nothing else. No trauma. No, nobody struck him, nothing. No blunt uh, force trauma, nothing. He died of a stroke, period. So how can that be related to 1-6? And now you have definitive footage put out by Tucker Carlson. And let me make sure, just in case I don't get to it tonight, I, um, I, you know, there's always the chance that I won't get into everything that I have planned to getting into because, because of Will and Aaron making the show go longer. But the thing is, just in case you know, people, people forget these things, now we have definitive footage that Brian Sicknick was walking around after they said that he was killed. So that is now 100% for sure. Now, where are all the retractions? If, and listen, if I blew that, I would come out and say, you know what? I was wrong. Here's video footage that proves my narrative completely and totally wrong. So there is now definitive proof that he was, A, not killed at all by any protester, and two, that he was alive after they said he had been killed. And where are all the, where are all the retractions? There are none. The other, the other four officers, remember they say five police officers died because of one, they died on one-sixth is what they, they most, sometimes they thinly veil it with a different sort of verbiage, but on the whole they say were killed on one-sixth. All right. So how did the other four officers die? They all died of suicide. That's a fact. Those are the absolute facts. The only one that didn't die of suicide was Brian Sicknick. And he died of a stroke. The other four died of suicide. Now, why do you think they died of suicide? Now, I, want, I want to tell you, now, this is pure conjecture for the record, pure conjecture. Not pulling this from any articles. Pure conjecture on my part. 
Now, some of you may believe this, some of you may not. Now, I still believe that America is great locally. Federally, we are ruled by a feces-floating cesspool of both globalist leftist and globalist rightists. That's a fact. They're globalists. They're all left-wingers. Somewhere ours in front of their name, right-wing or Republican, but they are all Ds and Ds in more than one way. So, these the that's that's the definitive numbers. That's how these people died. That's it. Now, why would these four guys commit suicide? Well, I was in law enforcement for 25 years, and as I said, I still believe that locally America is great. Local jurisdictions. Now, some of them are an abomination to humanity. If you're dealing with you know Cook County, uh, Illinois, Chicago. Portland, Oregon just lost their last Walmart. Even leftist Walmart has to pull out of Portland. Just like leftist vaccine pimp and whoring Walgreens has to pull out of Seattle because they can't take the losses from theft anymore. But locally, jurisdictions are still good. Right here, Sarasota County, Florida, good place. Doesn't mean it's perfect. Good place. Do I believe in the cops here? I believe in the cops here. I really do. I do. I, I believe in them. I know you're like, you're biased. You worked here. Yeah, I agree. I'm I am biased. See, I admit my, if I, if I turn out, if it turns out to be wrong, if it finds out there's like the, a big corruption ring inside of the Sarasota SO, I'll come out and say I was wrong. Unlike all the people that said Brian Sicknick, including Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger was killed on one six and five officers were killed on one six. I would come out and say I was wrong. They will never do that because it violates the narrative. They believe they're going to lie their way into a great utopian agenda, That's what you, which you can never lie your way into anything great. So why do these officers commit suicide? My opinion, again, pure conjecture, is I believe they committed suicide because of what happened on that day, and it wasn't the insurrection. Is that they were being forced to lie and they couldn't live with themselves. Putting people in prison for the rest of their lives or putting people in prison like Jacob Chansley being put in prison, the rest of your lives is an overstatement. But some of these people, they're trying to put them in jail for somewhere between five and 20 years. And for some people, that is the rest of their life. But on the whole, it's, it's, it's sentences that should be parading on the Capitol or at most trespassing misdemeanor charges that they're trying to, they're trying to charge people with sedition and insurrection and various other felony charges that don't exist. If you are part of that and you are not speaking up, because the reason why I said that most jurisdictions are good, most cops are good. Listen, I worked with all sorts of cops, even not not on a case level, even even with FBI agents, not in a case. I didn't work cases with them. I'm just saying I worked how I worked with them was with a, when I had a junior law academy and I arranged tours of their facility in Tampa with a bunch of kids. And even so, with those guys even, I mean, the, the, the rank-and-file guys, which I believe the FBI is corrupt from top to bottom, though, just so you know. Even most rank-and-file guys inside the FBI are very, very corrupt individuals. Like I said, locally, not very corrupt. Uh, federally, cesspool. Feces-covered, floating, feces-cesspool. But I don't believe these cops could live with themselves. Putting someone in prison, like Jacob Chansey walking around with horns on his head, singing, tapping on a on a bongo drum and he goes to prison for four and a half years for seditious activity for a seditious insurrection i mean these guys i don't believe they could live with themselves knowing they were gonna they had to make a decision between probably lying 
and keeping their jobs and not lying and losing their jobs so they could become like the 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 two the two I can't I don't I don't know their names I never have bothered to know their names the two main faces of the Capitol Police Department that are always around you know uh, you know claiming different things you know claiming that they held the line and that five cops died all those different guys the two different guys the two whores the pimps and whores for the lie that this was an insurrection and see you can acknowledge it, it's weird because how how it's all set up now in our culture is you either embrace this is all leftism not us that actually think through you know it's like a line item veto you shouldn't have to you should not have to vote for an entire package or no package at all that's the junk that that's the, how they play with you with with, with direct tv or with or comcast or anything is you have to buy a whole package you get nothing at all no that you you should be able to pick and choose what is actually true and what is not true inside of an event inside of this one six event did crimes occur yes who committed them okay we don't know i mean were there maga people that committed crimes probably probably i don't know because i'm not going to testify about things i don't know right now there's about a hundred people that have been held in the dc gulag for two and a half years well not two and a half years two years and two months so 26 months for doing misdemeanor crimes. I mean, committing misdemeanor crimes. So did people actually commit? Yeah, probably. Most of them would be noticed to appear, show up, pay a $1,000 fine. You get a misdemeanor, either expunged off your record and you move on. Whatever it may be. And maybe a few that committed more serious crimes. I don't know. And But in my opinion, these then when you have a, a FBI director who refuses to answer the question of, did you have FBI agents in the crowd inciting violence that should be of course not absolutely that has nothing to do with we have an ongoing investigation which is always what they say i can't answer that question because we have an ongoing investigation that's never an answer to a question like that if you're saying you know what i want you to name suspects in the investigation then you go i can't name those suspects because it's an ongoing investigation because it may alert the suspect that we're investigating them obviously but when you simply are saying, did you have FBI assets in the crowd inciting felonious crimes, you as the FBI director should say absolutely not. Now he was point blank asked that at a congressional or a senatorial hearing, can't remember which one. And of course he said he can't answer because he has an ongoing investigation. Then he was asked, did you have FBI assets, i.e. FBI agents or informants inside of the Capitol prior to the doors being opened? It wasn't real, I mean, it was breached. But most, in most cases, the doors were open. So prior to the breach of the Capitol, did you have FBI agents inside the Capitol wearing MAGA clothes? He refuses to answer that because it could endanger an ongoing investigation. Instead of an absolute, of course not. Of course not. How would, how would it endanger an investigation to name FBI agents inside the Capitol? It, it can't. It can't endanger it at all. And the FBI got nailed today I tried to fit it into the show, but I just didn't have enough room. They got nailed today, which I'm fitting it in now. Follow Julie Kelly on Twitter. There's a great thread. The FBI got nailed today. A woman agent lying under oath, saying she had basically made it very simplistic. Read it for yourself. Very, you're just making a very uh, simplistic story because it'll take forever. I could pull it up and read it. It'll take forever, but I'm not going to do that. So she said, the FBI, woman FBI agent, I believe her last name is Miller, said, you know what, yes, I've turned in all of my prerequisite documents. Under oath, she says that. Then she was cross-examined, 
And then it, it turned out she had to admit that she deleted copious amounts off of these turned in documents, lied under oath, keeping exculpatory uh, evidence away from one of the oath keeper defendants. And again, see, I'm not, I don't really defend oath keepers or anybody because I, I don't know how much they've been in, in, infiltrated by the FBI. And listen, there are dumb people that are part of our cause. There are dumb right wingers that will commit stupid acts and even stupid crimes in the midst of a 1-6 event. I would never have hit a police officer no matter what, but people did. Now, were they Antifa? Did you have the police instigating the violence? We now have video footage that you have a calm protest and then tear gas is lobbed into the crowd by Muriel Bowser's DC Metro Police. That's a fact. It's a fact. So how it all works out, and I mean, what the facts are, you know, as far as individual crimes, we don't know because the 41,000 hours, which by the way, I've I've inverted those numbers over the last 26 months of being 14,000 hours of video footage because that's what we were told. Think of, nobody's actually reported this story, so it's like breaking, breaking, right here on on the TLP. As we've been told, there's, I mean, I think Aaron's read it, that there was 14,000 hours of video footage. It's been all over social media. The numbers were inverted. There's 41,000 hours of video footage that we, were, that we were not allowed to see. So in the, you know, we don't, nobody knows exactly how this went. And I know what you can do is you can actually extract truths out of it. You, you don't, you don't, one six never happened. It absolutely happened. There was, listen, there was, um, I can't remember how many, two million, I believe it is, two million dollars worth of damage done to the Capitol. Somebody did it. Now, was it FBI informants doing it? Antifa, I believe when you look at footage, the people that were breaking windows and breaking doors were all wearing black and maybe with some throw down MAGA stuff, but MAGA, you know, basically they, their MAGA stuff, you could tell was just kind of throw down MAGA. They were, they looked like Antifa people. And then, of course, the only person, the sole person caught on videotape, the only one, there is only one person caught on tape telling people to go into the Capitol. And that's Ray Epps. And we saw in the video from Tucker that he lied to the 1-6 committee. Of course, we're not allowed. For some reason, the 1-6 committee has now stopped. They're they're no longer, the 1-6 committee no longer exists, the illegal committee that it was. It no longer exists, but they want to keep their 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 investigative investigative materials, their investigation confidential for 55 years. Why? Why why would that be? There is no ongoing investigation because they're no longer an entity. So why can't we see the Ray Epps interview? Why why is it that we can't see that? Because he lied under oath to them. He perjured himself under oath to the 1-6 committee that he was not where he said that he was on 1-6. He said he was somewhere else. And it's been proven on videotape that he was not where he said he was. Probably saying he was nowhere near 1-6. I mean, nowhere near D.C. on 1-6 when he was right there. Instigating, telling somebody to break down barriers. Probably, we don't know. But it's funny, he whispers into the guy's ear and the guy ends up breaking through those barriers. And many of the 1-6 defendants were charged at that very location. Charged with what? Breaking down the barriers? No, they were actually charged with trespassing, not knowing what the parameters of non-trespassing were because the barriers were taken down. So they didn't know when they were trespassing. 
because there's now no markers because Ray Epps did the initial breach of the trespass barriers. And he's the only one not charged. And I know everybody knows this that's watching this right now, but I just want to make sure that it always stays in the forefront. Officers were not killed on 1-6, not one, not Brian Sicknick, shown alive after he was said to be dead, died of a stroke. No, absolutely no trauma, no blunt force trauma, nothing, died of stroke, and the other four were suicides. Why they committed suicide? I believe they committed suicide out of guilt. You know, I mean, there's a high suicide rate amongst police officers anyway. I believe that they died of guilt. And as we go through these things tonight, I want you to remember four things. There's four tactics being used against us right now. Remember, you all know if you watch the TLP, everything that's happened over the last 36 months of 15 days to flatten the curve is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point, controlled by a tyrannical government. What that government will be, don't know yet. Where it will come from, don't know yet. Or a tyrant. It will eventually be under the beast. Causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the, the number of the beast or the number of his name. So there you go. So that, that's what it is. Now that's a one-world commerce system, is it not? One world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by a tyrant or a tyrannical government. Right there, book of Revelation, chapter 13, 16 through 18. There are four things right now, and you need to watch for the distractions. There's a saying, of course, insurrection. Insurrection is so that they can surveil you. They're claiming, to, and another part of that surveillance state is claiming that everybody's putting out disinformation. You had Whoopi Goldberg on the view say you do not have a lawful law a lawful ability it is against the law for you to lie nobody has the lawful ability to lie has a lawful right to lie everybody has a lawful right to lie you can go you'll go to hell for it i'm just saying revelation 21 8 all liars will not inherit the kingdom of god will spend their spend eternity in the lake of fire but i'm telling you, you have the lawful right to lie so they use, they're using these things to surveil you. And then, of course, COVID-19 to control you, vaccine passports to control you, climate change to usher in off of the infrastructure that's put into place with vaccine passports to usher in CBDC currency and, and, and of course, the social credit system. But let's get into this now. Now, one of the biggest things that's been out on social media, and I typed a lot of stuff off of the Dan Bongino show. Make sure you follow him on social media. One of the two main people that I follow, follow. Oh, I watch I watch just about every Tucker that comes out. I watch every Bongino that comes out. For some reason, Steve Bannon hasn't hasn't been on iHeart. I don't know what's going on there. Just so if anybody knows, get word to him. He's not coming out. I usually listen to his podcast on iHeart, but he hasn't had a podcast put out on iHeart since the 6th and today's the 9th. And he does four a day. So I'm not, there's a lot that aren't on there. But anyway, so I've been, I, I pulled a lot of stuff off the Bongino show because I like the way that he actually cut up the conference, the congressional hearing with Robert Redfield. Now, before every, Robert Redfield, the, the former head of the CDC, you had Robert Redfield, that was the head of the CDC, under Donald Trump, and then you had Rochelle Doctor. Doctor now, Robert Redfield is a virologist. Anthony Fauci, as you'll hear on these videos, is an immunologist, just so you know. So when you're an immunologist, you have no right to speak on viruses. None. None. You have no idea what you're talking about. Just keep that in mind. But you have Dr. Redfield, who was then 
He was the head of the CDC. Followed by Rochelle Walensky, who's a college professor who's never treated a person in her entire life, is not a virologist, is not an immunologist, is not an MD, has no idea, has vaccinologist. She's nothing. She's a college professor. That's all that she is. But everyone, just so everybody can remember, because I have videos, and I'm not going to do this because right now everybody thinks very highly of Robert Redfield. We have videos that would not put him in a very favorable light of things that he said, i.e. masks are better than any vaccine, so he's pimping and whoring masks as if they do anything, which, by the way, in all for all intents and purposes, masks, which are completely useless, are better than the COVID-19 vaccination because at least all you have is uselessness with somewhat mild harm, breathing in your own latent viruses all day long, breathing in the things you're supposed to exhale, you're inhaling all day long. So that is minimal damage versus the vaccines, which is maximum damage up to death. So in some ways he was right. But so I don't want it. He doesn't need to be, he doesn't need to be anointed with sainthood is what I'm saying. But right now, right now, after he's actually out of office, where was all this while he was in office? What I want to know. Well, I'll lose my job. But, you know, people need to stop holding on to their jobs because you're going to hold on to your job. You're going to gain the whole world and lose your own soul. People are going to go to hell for holding on to their jobs because they just became bold-faced liars. Because I don't want to lose my job. Don't want to, I don't want to lose relationship. I'll do anything. I'll do anything. I'll say anything. I'll bow to anything. I'll bend over to anything just to keep my job and to keep relationships. Don't do it. Don't do it. Speak the truth. The truth is the truth. Tom, has that cost you relationship? Of course. About 30% of my church left. Maybe more. And I didn't really, I mean, we were only a church of about 200 anyway at that time. Church of 900 to 1,000 now, but I'm just saying back then. That was that hurt. But, you know, I didn't stop. I mean, you, I'm not, what am I going to do? Become a whore? I mean, I'm, I refuse to become a whore. I'm not going to become a whore. To keep relationships. Oh, the, the people think highly of me. I'm a whore. They think highly of me, but I'm a whore. Who cares? I'm a liar. And I, I, that's, I just am like, why didn't Robert Redfield say any of this before? You're like, Tom, you're being mean. I don't care. Walk up to a microphone, Dr. Redfield. Back in 2020, he's saying in these videos, I'm, I know I'm jumping ahead here, but I just, I can't hold it in. Honestly, I didn't think I had enough material to do the show tonight, but now it's 30 minutes in and I haven't done a slide yet, have I? Okay, I've done zero slides in 30 minutes. So, but I'm just wondering why people don't run to microphones. So disappointed in our military. Why don't they want you to run to a microphone and say, if you're, if you're a colonel, I hate that they've mandated vaccinations. And by the way, they, you know, inside of the Merchant Marines, you still can't get in the Merchant Marine Academy without being fully vaccinated. How does that work? Come up, walk up to a microphone, have some freaking nuts and walk up to a microphone and say, you know what? This is a lie. This is true. I might lose my job. You'd rather go to hell with your job than heaven without your job. You'd rather go to burn in hell for all of eternity suffer the life of a liar on earth, then lose your job and speak the truth. Listen, all you need to do is get saved so that you're promised prosperity and abundant life here on earth. And who cares about your job? Then God will give you a better one anyway. It's all that ever happens to me is I keep telling the truth. Lots of people hate me. Lot used to see the faces on Sunday morning here at Foundation Church. As I look out in a crowd that ranges somewhere between 650, then we have about 900 in the building. Between 700 and 850 inside the sanctuary. You used to see the faces. I have more people walk out in the middle of my sermons than you could ever imagine. Get up, 
pack up their entire family, packing up their backpacks, and will march out the back of the building. You have to be able to take that. Jesus died alone. Read John 6, 53 through 67. Many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Why? Jesus said, why are you leaving? What do you know what their answer was? This is a hard teaching. Can't handle the truth. This is, everybody needs to stop treating their jobs like God. Stop treating your family like God. They are not God and it is not God. You will answer to God. Lying to keep your job, strapping on masks, which is a lie, to keep relationships makes you a fraud, phony liar. So my, my thing back going back to Redfield, why one didn't the Redfields are now just testifying freely and openly, just like Burks, Deborah Burks, I always knew the vaccine wouldn't stop transmission of infection. She came out in mid-2022 with that. Where was she in? All of 21. In half of 22, basically 19 months, she didn't say a word while I was being pimped and whored globally that this is going to stop transmission and infection. I wrote a rumble video, the Dan, uh, Dan Bongino show, what the lab leak in January 6 videos ha- have in common. That's the title of it. Now, here are the three things that were covered up in Wuhan, China. Play it for me, Will. So, Dr. Robert Redfield, who was only, as he said, the head of the CDC, only, fellas, no big deal, just the head of the Centers for Disease Control, uh, which is kind of a big deal. He went up and testified yesterday at this lab leak hearing, and he makes it pretty crystal clear at this point that these three suspicious things happened around the time of the lab leak. Now, I want you to listen to these three things he indicated that indicated to him that this was a lab leak. And tell me how if you're not a juror in a court of law, even in a beyond a reasonable doubt hearing, that after hearing these three things, you wouldn't convict the Chinese Wuhan lab of a lab leak. Here, listen to this. It's declassified now, and I'm sure you all have your classified uh, briefings, but the declassified information now in September of 2019, three things happened in that lab. One is they deleted the sequences. It was highly irregular. Researchers don't usually like to do that. Second thing they did was they changed the command and control of the lab from the civilian control to the military control. Highly unusual. And I've been involved in dual-use labs when I was in the military. And the third thing they did, which I think is really telling, is they let a contractor redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. So I think clearly there was strong evidence that there was a significant event that happened in that laboratory in September. It's now been declassified. You can read it. All right, there you go. So those, those three things, and I want to make sure that everybody gets these three things. Because, and I'm like, why are you naming, people might be asking, why are you naming these things? We know that the Chinese are communist liars. We get it. Just like, just like the Soviet Union, they, all they do is lie. You know, that, all, whatever, we can name one communist authoritarian government after another they're all liars i get it that's not the problem okay the three things though really quick deleted sequences by the way he's being nice that never happens you can't delete sequences because that's what you've studied that's like burning all your your biology books and and then you start off with nothing they never delete sequences especially people who are doing gain-of-function research do not delete their sequences because what you're doing is performing performing one experiment after another and logging what happens with those experiments according to the sequences so you do not delete the sequences ever, ever. But they did, strange. And then of course they turned, this, turned the Wuhan Institute of Virology 
over to the military, which, by the way, was already being run by the military, which was a seamless transition because the Wuhan Institute of Virology was a bio was a bioweapons lab to the fourth element. It was a, a level four bioweapons lab already controlled by the CCP. But it, what they did was remove the veneer of civilian control and went right to CCP control, locking it down so nobody talked. And the very doctors that came out and talked were ghosted. We haven't seen them since. They're dead. They're gone. They're dead for forever. Just like you had the Chinese tennis player come out and say she was raped. Remember that? Where's she at, by the way? Uh, she gone. Probably at the same place where all the Uyghur Muslims are. So we had that happen. And then you had a private company come in and redo the, uh, the air filtration system inside of this bioweapons lab. So those three things. Now, again, of course, the CCP, the, the worst criminal thug outfit that has ever existed. It's not a government. This is a gang. It's a crim- this is, a, this is a, a criminal faction. They've killed 500 million of their own people that we know about, that we know about. Their own people, 500 million, we got it. We don't know how many Uyghurs they're killing every day or their own people. Tennis player disappears. Doctors from the Wuhan Institute of Virology disappear. Everybody disappears. So of course, they're gonna be liars. The only problem is, is that as they, Fauci knew they deleted the sequences. Fauci knew they turned over the Wuhan Institute of Virology to military. And by the way, Biden knew. By the way, Mike Pence knew. They all knew the COVID response task force. And you're not, you're noticing, well, you're protecting Trump. I'm not protecting Trump. Trump knew, but Trump spoke the truth. Pence didn't. Fauci didn't. Birx didn't. Donald Trump was coming out from day one. Listen, I hate what Trump did with vaccines. His response to COVID was a C minus. He did basically a 60 day lockdown, which is a C minus etching on to D. Because you should have done exactly what Sweden did, which, by the way, Sweden has the lowest excess death rate amongst first world countries on the planet, and they did the least as far as mitigations. Boom. No COVID vaccine mandates, no lockdowns, no masking, no forced any of those people who may have volunteered those things, but none of them were forced at all. Never locked down their schools at all. No kids were even masked at school. Nothing. Mass just filled up thousands of kids every day in schools right there in March of 2020, all the way through least amount of excess deaths on the planet, period, period. And the excess deaths have only just begun. The problem with these three things that happened, Mike Pence knew, Anthony Fauci knew, Deborah Birx knew. Who are these people? They are the heads of the COVID response task force under the Trump administration. Now we transition. Well, Rochelle Walensky knows. Francis Collins knew, the head of the head of the CDC, head of the head of the NIH. The new head of the of the NIH right now who took over uh, for Francis Collins is another leftist globalist hack farm up uh, apologist. But I don't have time to get that and in, get into that tonight. But they all knew and didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. None of them came out. How many lives could have been saved? I don't believe. Again, I've said this now for four or five straight shows. So I sort of apologize for the redundancy, but it's like memorizing Bible verses, not of course to that value, but we memorize and knowing the truth is great and have it holstered in the back of your mind at all times. The, according to the World Health Organization, five to 18 million people have died of COVID. That's quite the variance. A 13 million uh, person variance, you can't, you can't get it to 8 million maybe. You can't get it to 5.5, 5.8. You, you have to leave it between five and 18 million. 
So obviously we know it's less than five. Less than five million. But how many people, say say one million people died of COVID-19, which would be a normal flu season because they were classifying flu as COVID anyway with false PCR testing. As the flu disappeared, the flu went from 38 million cases to 1,100 in the United States. That's an absolute fact, by the way. So the problem here is that how many people could have been saved if it was approached as a lab-created virus? These people not only were lying, they were denying. And aren't they the same? Yeah, denying is a certain type of lying. How are they denying? They refuse to look at the truth. I mean, how do you look at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, deleted sequences, changed the Wuhan Institute of Virology from civilian control to military control, hired a private air purification company to come in and purify the entire facility, rip out all the old ventilation and install all new ventilation and say this wasn't a lab leak. You mean you have to be an either utter liar or an utter denier or both. And that's what Anthony Fauci is. That's what Francis, let me make sure we go down the list. That's who Anthony Fauci at the time in the NIAID Francis Collins, head of the NIH, who who Anthony Fauci works for, Uh, Mike Pence, Anthony Fauci, Deborah Birx, all of them. They all knew, looked at absolute evidence that this is a lab leak. And here's the other thing. And And then, of course, made up, as you'll hear Dr. Redfield say and just said, that there was an approved narrative. How do you have an approved narrative and call it science? Isn't science about constant investigations? Isn't science discovering the truth, not a predetermined truth? Isn't that what science is? Doesn't science have, you know, it's so funny now because they told my entire, I didn't eat eggs for years because I was an idiot. Why? Because they told us when I, this is before my, before I was in faith and you bind and you loose and I don't worry about that crap anymore, but I'm just saying, I didn't eat them because they told everybody that raises your cholesterol. Now it turns out the first eggs are great to keep you from ever getting sick from COVID, namely. And of course, that's why you see, that's why you have egg farms burning down all over the globe right now. Great for form, great for creating resistance against COVID-19. But these experts said that eggs kill you. Now they'll tell you to eat as many as you can. The same experts. I mean, Jonathan Shuttlesworth brings this up all the time. You ever remember how you were raised when you were in elementary school? You go to elementary school and they gave you that food chart and like nine out of 10 things were bread. You know, eat bread, bread is sugar. So you eat bread wrapped in bread, washed down with bread. So you eat sugar wrapped in sugar, washed down with sugar. And that was the FDA approved dietary uh, recommendations for all the schools. Remember it? And of course, stay away from eggs. (laughs) It made absolute, these are the experts. Don't believe anything. Honestly, at this point, don't believe anything. Really, anything coming out of DC, don't believe it. Because they're liars. So they're living in in bold-faced lies and in bold-faced now. Let's look at the next one. We're in Justin Hart. Will, is that where we're at? Okay, Justin Hart. Dr. Redfield throws this time, and now throwing Fauci directly under the bus. Play for me. Dr. Reptil, you were you're uh, you you ran the CDC and you were on the Coronavirus Task Force. Is that right? Correct. That was formed on January 29th, 
2020. Is that right? Correct. Two days later, Dr. Fauci gets an email from Dr. Anderson, which says what? Virus looks engineered, virus not consistent with evolutionary theory. Is that accurate? That's my understanding. From Next day, I know. He, did he share that email with you, by the way, Dr. Redfield? No. As a member of the task force, as a head of CDC, did he share that email with you? No. Okay. Next day, February 1st, Dr. Gary sends Dr. Fauci another email. That email says, I don't know how this happens in nature, but it would be easy to do in a lab. Did he share that email with you, Dr. Redfield? No. You didn't no. see either one of those emails, even though you're head of CDC, even though you're on the coronavirus task force that had been formed just two days, three days earlier. No. Three days later, Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary, who told us it came from a lab and emails to Dr. Fauci that Dr. Fauci wouldn't let Dr. Redfield see, three days later, they changed their position 180 degrees. The question is why? Three months after, so three days after they say it came from a lab, they changed their position and the only intervening events, a conference call with Dr. Fauci and Dr. Collins, again, a call that Mr. Redfield was not allowed to be on the head of CDC and on the coronavirus task force. And then three months later, Shazam, they get nine million bucks from Dr. Fauci. Well, isn't that something? Always remember the names. You have Fauci having an email conversation with Dr. Two of the most preeminent Either epidemiologists or immunologists or virologists, don't know which, we'll just call them doctors, having to do with viral infections and pandemics. Two of the most preeminent doctors in that field, Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary. Dr. Anderson and Dr. Gary both say to Anthony Fauci, this, basically, this is a lab form virus. Now, I'm not saying, that's not exactly what they said. They said that basically this is impossible to occur, to occur through natural evolution. That it's not going to, it's not going, you're not going to have, and there's further explanation. I don't want to get, in, I want to get way ahead of my, my skis here because I have a lot more on this stuff. But basically, basically these two preeminent doctors are saying to Anthony Fauci, basically this is impossible to be a naturally occurring virus. But it definitely could very well be a lab-formed, lab-made manipulated virus, a gain-of-function result virus. Now, they're saying that back and forth in emails. So you have Anthony Fauci's in the NIAID. Now he's working for Francis Collins at the NIH. Both Francis and Francis Collins and Fauci went around the globe, went around the United States. Yet Francis Collins was actually doing outreach in an evangelical sense to evangelical churches, telling everybody to go get the vaccination and pimping and whoring masks, pimping and whoring uh, lockdowns, and then transitioning into pimping and whoring vaccines. That's what Francis, because Francis Collins claims to be a Christian. So as he goes around in the name of Jesus, lying in the name of love. That's what, Fran that's what Francis Collins is on about doing. Knowing the entire time that this was definitely a lab-formed virus. It's a manufactured, man-made virus. He knew it the entire time and said that he wasn't. So Francis Collins is a bold-faced liar claiming Christianity. Because Francis Collins knew they deleted the sequences of the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The military took over the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And a private company came in, ripped out all their duct work, and redid the air filtration for the entire Wuhan Institute of Virology. And then Francis Collins, the Christian, goes around pimping and whoring that this is a naturally occurring virus that occurred at the Wuhan fish market. This is all bold-faced lies. But back to the email. So Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anderson, Dr. Gary are having all of these back and forth, all kept from the one source who has a at least a the greatest chance of telling the truth. I wasn't thrilled with Redfield's performance during all this. 
But at least he was more honest than the rest. More honest in that he was never presented the opportunity to lie. I don't know what Redfield would have done if he was given the opportunity to lie. Would he have walked up to a podium and said, I am going to throw myself on my sword and tell the truth about these things? Nobody else did. Nobody in the medical, the exception of the hero, frontline doctors and the hero nurses that came out and have lost their jobs because they'd rather lose their jobs as a principled, honest person than keep their jobs as an unprincipled, lying whore. That's it. But Fauci, of course, we know there's no more of a whore on the planet than Anthony Fauci. But so are Anderson and Gary. Who Anderson and Gary initially come out and tell the truth. They're saying this sure looks like a manufactured man-made virus. And it absolutely was. Aaron and I played it on the podcast. Any doctor who had any credentials at all, who actually took, took time, put it under a microscope, knew immediately that this was a lab-created Virus. It was a result from a lab leak, i.e. gain-of-function research, because they could actually see the man-made attachments to it. You're like, man-made? You're talking about, like, robots or something? No. You just, you, I don't want to deep dive this because it's the videos are coming with somebody who explains it way better than I do. But you can tell under a microscope when transmissibility has been added to a virus. They use humanized mice to do it, but again, I don't want to get out of my skis. We'll get to that. So Fauci and Anderson are being honest with Fauci. I mean, Anderson and Gary are being honest with Fauci and saying this is a lab leaked, this is a man-made virus. Well, that email was kept from Robert. You don't even show. What is, what is the CDC? The Centers for Disease Control. The NIH is laboratories. They don't, they don't actually dictate response. The CDC does. Now, this is a DOD response, which we'll get into in a minute. This is not even a CDC response, but it was going to, the veneer of a CDC, CDC response had to be put on. But they don't even tell Robert Redfield. They don't even tell him. Not a word. And then so, three days later, after Anderson and Gary say to Fauci, this is a man-made virus, they totally reverse it. You had Anthony Fauci, with the help of Peter Daszak and the Eco Health Alliance, go and actually heap to themselves together. I'm using 2 Timothy 4, 3 and 4. Liars. This is 2 Timothy 3, heap together teachers with itching ears. But they heap together liars and actually get in, in a leading medical journal a bunch, just like they found 50 former Intel chiefs to come out and say the Hunter Biden laptop was, you know, was Russian disinformation. Well, Anthony Fauci rounds himself up a bunch of liars, a bunch of bent over fraud, pandemic, bought and paid for whores to come out in the lancet and say that this is a obviously a naturally occurring virus when anybody with any credentials looked under a microscope at this thing and said this is absolutely not in a man absolutely not a naturally occurring virus especially including the first two people he discussed it with which by the way you and i can't even look at these emails because for some reason they're redacted why are they reject why are, why are they redacted how could they be redacted? And I'm starting to figure out how they're justifying these redactions because it's a DOD response. That's why. You can everything's about finding a justification for plausible deniability when you're under oath. That's what everything's about in this, in this world and the Washington, D.C. cesspool. Plausible deniability under oath. So now because it's actually a DOD response, not a CDC response, then you can say we, had, we need to keep everything redacted. 
So Anderson and Gary retract their story, join in with the Lancet bullcrap story that this is a naturally occurring virus, which is impossible. Why did they do it? Because a very short time later, they each, each received $9 million of grants from, directly from Anthony Fauci. Not from, not, listen, not from anybody else, but Anthony Fauci. That's, what, that's why they changed their story. And that's what goes on with all of this. You want funding? You have to agree with the narrative. If you're some sort of, you know, weather station, you know, out on, you know, on the Aleutian Islands in Alaska, and you want funding, you are going to have to pimp and whore the climate, the climate change hoax. You see it on all these. I like to watch these shows like uh, uh, Life Below Zero and all those shows. They're all, you can tell, listen, we'll make you a star. You'll make some money on this show. But every couple shows, we need you to pimp and whore the climate change narrative. Or you're not going to be on the show anymore. That's what they do. Say, so what kind of scientist are you? If you, if you are not, if you have to stick with a preordained truth, that's actually a lie. It's just like a, it's like a pastor who's pastoring according to a false love narrative, a false compassion narrative instead of the Bible. So you're going to stick to that no matter what, because you'll lose your church if you don't. And they will stick to their climate change hoax narrative because they'll lose their funding if they don't. Anderson and Gary will lose their $9 million each if they actually stick to the truth. And again, that's where it comes down to. Will you, tell, will you choose the truth over your job? Will you choose the truth over relationships? If the answer is no, you're going to burn in hell for all of eternity. You will take the mark on your right hand or on your forehead. You will. You're like, Tom, that's heavy. Listen, it's heavy times. You're like, do you live in a constant state of depression? Not at all. No, no, I just live in the truth. When I blow it, I go and apologize. Whatever, you know, I don't, I don't live in lies. I refuse that. All right, so where am I at, Will? D.C. Drano? All right, put, put it up there for me. For some reason, I'm talking a lot tonight. I didn't even feel like talking, but I'm talking a lot. Nothing to see here. I'm just, I'm just showing you how it works. I'm, I'm bouncing around a little bit. Nothing to see here. Now, as Gary and Anderson were bought off with $9 million so that they could push the leftist globalist COVID-19 agenda to lead to the vaccines, to lead to the vaccine passports, for the infrastructure, for CBDC and social credit systems, they were bought and paid for with $9 million. That was the, that was the price ticket for their soul. What shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Right out of Mark chapter 8. Well, that's, that's their price to lose their own soul was $9 million. They can still repent if they want. So what was Maricopa County? What was, what was, and the guy who actually runs the elections inside of Maricopa County is a guy by the name of Bill Gates, believe it or not. That's the truth. What was his price? Nothing to see here. DC Drano tweet. Just a $38 million payout from the Biden regime to Maricopa County for super important workforce and foundational capabilities. You know, what, is that not right out of, I don't know why my nose is itching so bad. Sorry about that. Is that not right out of the federal government vernacular? Workforce and foundational capabilities? What the crap does that mean? That's my Christian cuss word. Crap. Occasionally I'll throw out a bastard every now and then. But that's it. What the crap is workforce and foundational capabilities? 
that you get $38 million for that. Three weeks after they rigged the election against Kerry Lake in the midterm midterm, midterm election. I'm sure there's no payoffs involved. Oh, look at the bottom there, Jonathan tweet. Oh, look, Maricopa County also received a generous pile of cash from the CDC. So all of this money, and of course, it's all coming out now, that billions, I repeat, billions of dollars of COVID money for COVID responses, for filtration systems inside of schools, has all been used for other things. It's mainly been used for CRT. Wait, it's not not CRT, it's TRC. That's CRT. It's it's RCT. No, there. It's all. It's just all such lies. I mean, it just drives me nuts. So again, just like Anderson and Gary were paid off to do their lies, to to commit lies, to pro, to propagate lies for Anthony Fauci, paid off. Well, Bill Gates and the Maricopa County uh, Board of Elections was paid off by the Biden administration. They could not have Carrie Lake win. Why could they not have Carrie Lake win the gubernatorial election inside of Arizona? Why would they have to have Katie Hobbs? Because they have to win Arizona in 2024. They have to. If you have Carrie Lake there, she's going to change the system. I told you. If we don't change the four things, we're not going to win. The four things are establishment Republicans in the way, fraudulent elections, no money, no message. If those four things aren't changed, as Ron DeSantis has changed all four and wins by 20% inside of a 50-50 state, allegedly, although we're heavily leaning right now here in Florida. So he needs to be bought off. That's what they did. Rig the election. We'll send you the money later. What happened in Maricopa County? Which is, again, why we can't, we cannot put all of our hopes and dreams, all of our eggs in one basket on election day. We have to harvest ballots where it's allowed, and we need to vote early. And you can't give the Democrats, I'm stealing this from somebody, I'd give credit, but I can't remember who it is. You can't give the Democrats, I think it was Steve Cortez on the Bannon Show, we can't give the Democrats 59 days to vote and we focus on one day and we only have one day to vote. Because on that one day in Maricopa County, all the machines broke down and somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 to 40 to 50% of Cary Lake voters were unable to vote. And there's no day two. There's no day after the election. The only way that your vote gets counted after the election is if you early voted. So they, that, that's what they did on that election day. And they received $38 million to do it of workforce and foundational capabilities money, whatever the crap that means. So as long as you stick to the narrative, the leftist globalist Biden administration will pay you off. Let me show you this. Speaking of the leftist globalist Biden administration, which through Afghanistan has created the 26th largest army, most up armored army on the planet. Number 26. There's a lot of nations on this world. I don't know how many there are, but there's a lot. And to be the 26th largest army on the planet, pretty big deal. Aaron will find it for me. I know he's looking right now. I can hear him tapping. But to be the 26th largest army, I believe it's between Italy and Germany, is where the Afghan army is now, which is also called the People's Liberation Army. Just strangely, like the, the, the Chinese army is also called the People's Liberation Army. Strange how that all works, isn't it? It's like there's a common spirit, like there's a common threat, like there's a common agenda, right? 190, he's the man, I love him, love him. 195 nations around the world. And now because Joe Biden left 86 billion, with a B, billion. And by the way, they're, they are recruiting Afghan soldiers to fight with Russia in the Ukraine war. That also a bogus war, doesn't exist. The only, you have the bourgeois elites fighting wars using the proletariat. That's the way it's always been. 
Every war is just like that. Look back at World War I. You had cousins fighting cousins. None of them ever get killed. And this is what we're going to talk about here with Sergeant, with Sergeant uh, Vargas Andrews here, uh, American treasure. But yeah, Joe Biden creates the 26th largest army out of 195 nations around the globe, now number 26, leaving $86 billion worth of high-tech American military equipment on the ground, uh, deserting Bagram Air Force Base, leaving, <laughs> amazing to me that you do that. What an asset it is, impenetrable, can never be invaded, can't be touched from the sky. A mere couple hundred miles from the Chinese border, they can never touch it. If we have a military installation on Cuba, on the island of Cuba, Guantanamo Bay, then why don't we keep Bagram Air Force Base in Afghanistan? It's untouchable. You can't, you can't hit it with any sort of mortifier. It's too far away. It's, I mean, and right, ne- right next to China. Amazing to me how stupid the Biden is. Are they stupid or complicit? Are they stupid or treasonous? Well, I, my answer is treasonous and complicit. So that's what, that's what happened there. So creating the 26th largest army on the planet. Don't forget the numbers. So here we have, I've been saying this now, and nobody else tells, I don't know, I'm not, claim, I'm not claiming superiority. Well, actually I am. We're just better. You know, it's just from mass information. I spend, listen, I, I have no life. People are like, what else do you do? I don't do anything else. I mean, and I'm, and I'm not copying Dan Bongino. He happened to say the same thing the other day. It just resonates with me because I'm, yeah, what else do you do? And I'm not definitely not as busy as Dan Bongino. He does his podcast, Fox News show, and all those things. But I don't do anything else but memorize Bible verses and, and read articles. That's all I do. And I listen to podcasters and I listen to ministers preaching. I go to every conference that Rodney Howard Brown has and anyone that's within driving distance, Jonathan Shellsworth does, does, I don't do anything else. This is it. So I, we're just better. Because I've been saying now, and I don't hear one other person talking about it, that Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, and CENTCOM Commander McKenzie knew 12 hours in advance that there was a Unabomber coming. And you're like, Unabomber, isn't that like, you know, Ted, whatever, Kaczynski? No, the, the Unabomber just means singular bomber. There was a Unabomber coming to the Abbey Gate at Harmit Kazai Airport. So Karzai Airport, just to make it easy. I'll just call it the airport for now on. They closed down Bagram, which was the stupidest thing in the world. They could have evacuated all of our assets and, not, and been untouched at Bagram Air Force Base, all of our military all of our military personnel, all of our military interpreters, all of our allies, all of our assets, when I mean human assets on the ground that helped us inside of Afghanistan, they've all been butchered, slaughtered, raped, and tortured since then, all of them. And by the way, there's still several hundred Americans stranded in Afghanistan right now that nobody talks about. Nobody says a word about it, including me, actually. I haven't said anything about it for a year. There's 100 Americans, hundreds of Americans that are stranded in Afghanistan under Taliban rule right now. Hyper-Muslim rule. Dictatorial rule. Sharia law rule right now. Americans forced to live there because of the Biden administration. But what I want to go over here with this is that I've said now for over a year that Lloyd Austin, Mark Milley, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, 
and Lloyd Austin, Defense Secretary, CENTCOM Commander, Chairman of the Joint, not General, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, CENTCOM Commander McKenzie all knew 12 hours in advance that a Unabomber was coming to the Abigate to kill Marines. And it was almost all Marines that died. I believe it was nine Marines. If it's 13 died. I believe it was 11 Marines. And then one, one from the Navy and one from the Army. And I, I, don't, I don't want to profane what happened there, but it was mainly Marines. So for ease of conversation, to kill Marines. So here we have Representative Corey Mills, former in military himself, military hero himself. Central, uh, Sergeant Vargas Andrews testified. That was, this was today, or it was actually yesterday. That he, that he was denied permission, denied permission, de- denied permission to shoot the suicide bomber at Abbey Gate during the botched Afghanistan withdrawal. Down at the bottom, Adam Crado. Military could have stopped Afghan bomber who killed 13 Americans. Service member testifies. Leading, leaders would not authorize the sniper to shoot. That's where I, so here's his testimony. This is, it's a brief, it's brief. I got it pretty much a synopsis version of it. Charlie Kirk video. U.S. Marine Corps sniper Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews tells Congress he was denied permission to shoot the suicide bomber in Afghanistan that killed 13 service members. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. Play it for me, Will. Over the communication network, we passed that there was a potential threat and an ID attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. About 17.30, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor, came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. We found the interpreter and his brother, born with American passports. They told us, five, told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two-foot canal wall. Ten minutes passed. <clears throat> then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. A crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm, completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. I crawled backwards seven feet, roughly seven feet because I thought I was still in harm's way. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, took ball bearings and shrapnel. <clears throat> now, there's a five-minute version of that on Kanakoa. That's the Charlie Kirk video I just showed, but Kanakoa's got a five-minute version of it. It goes into deeper detail. I'm going to give you just a little bit of that detail. First thing I want to say, these are the idiots that don't give a crap. Congressional, these congressional members with their little stupid staffers behind them. It's Cicilline right there in the front row. 
These guys don't give a crap about anybody but themselves. They don't care that the Lao Baixing of the world, which is you and me, the people who are not the bourgeois leftist elitists, that, that send everybody, we need to stop being their victims. We've got to go to Ukraine. They're stoking a, stoking a nuclear war because they honestly believe that they're untouchable even if there are nukes in the war. They're so stupid that they believe that they're impervious even to a nuclear attack. That's how stupid these people are because this is what they've done their whole life is they send Marine Corps sniper Sergeant Tyler Vargas Andrews to go and fight their battles for them. His arm's blown off. Catastrophic injury. He's missing. Is missing at least his right arm. I couldn't sell tell from the waist down. This these people don't give a little stupid staffers, little little idiot there with his his hands over his mouth. That that's one of the biggest stokers right there of the Ukraine war. And Cicilline right here, just a leftist who wants to take all your guns away, while he sends all these guys over with guns to die in an Afghan withdrawal that not one American needed to die. They knew 12 hours in advance. Let me give you some of the more the, the details on this. I should have played the Canicola version of it. I should have. Because what they actually have was a concrete description of it. Go to Canicola Substack, please. Watch that five minutes. But here's the summation of it. Is they had, basically, they had the description that it was a guy that was not wearing whatever, what do they call the headdress with Muslims? What do they call it? Uh, hijab. He wasn't wearing a hijab, and he was clean cut. That is a major standout inside of Taliban-controlled Afghanistan. Even before it was Taliban, you mean you're going to stand out? They had this guy. He met the description. He was being escorted by an older gentleman. They had all the description. It was it was turned into them. That guy needed to die. Save the Marines. The guy kept looking up at Sergeant Vargas. So I'll call him Sergeant Andrews. They kept looking up at him. The, the suspect kept looking up, met all the descriptions, said, we have him in our sights. May we take him out? He meets this description. He meets the second description, third description, fourth description, countenance, uh, uh, how he looks, everything, physical description. He meets all of the descriptors, all of them. He meets them. And he was not granted permission to shoot this guy. If he was shot the guy, all of our Marines... Our, our, and other service members would be alive right now. But he was, because these people don't give a crap. They just can't wait for Barney's to open up. They, they can't wait. They can't wait for their, their morning coffee and their little stupid celebrity life they get to leave. Everybody butt kisses them and bootlicks them all day long because they're our leaders. They're not our leaders, they're our representatives. There are do boys and girls. That's who they are. These are not these are not our leaders. None of these idiots have any right to tell you to do anything ever. You're like Tom. You sound mad. I am mad because CENTCOM Commander McKenzie knew, Lloyd Austin knew, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff White Rage Millie. He knew. They knew 12 hours in advance. This was the Unabomber. Sergeant Andrews had him in their sight, had him in his sights, should have shot and killed the man who killed 13 of our service members and blew Sergeant Andrews' arm off for life. They don't care. 
They sleep like babies at night in their little bourgeois leftist celebrity world that's propped up by the Marines. They only have their little Starbucks moments because of Marines and our military who they kill off as if they're worthless. During the Clinton administration, you had the military were waiters and waitresses for Bill and Hillary and for Barack and Michelle. You had disdain for the very people who give them their bourgeois lives. This story enrages me. Yes, it enrages me. Speaking of rage, let's go to wokeness, shall we? Let's go ahead and look at ESPN. Let's go through the whole Kendrick Perkins debacle that just occurred. I'll let this video speak for themselves and then I'll speak after him. And wokeness video. Here is Kendrick Perkins. He's a former NBA basketball player implying that the MVP selection in the NBA this year, because it happened to be a white guy who's the MVP, was racist. Play for me, Will. Why didn't he never bring up this in particular subject? When it comes down to guys winning MVP since 1990, it's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Do you know who those three guys were? Who were they? Steve Nash, Jokic, and uh, Dirk Nowinski. No. Dirk Nowinski. <laughs> what, do the, what do those guys have in common? I'll let, you sit, I'll let it sit there and marinate. You think about it. Now, here's the thing. So what Kendrick Perkins is saying is that people's white supremacy, I don't know, I mean, that, that people the, that vote in the NBA uh, system for MVP, they have some sort of system where people can vote on it, which, by the way, turned out to be they actually did a poll with this, and this, this, this will be covered in a subsequent video here in a second, but they did a poll of the people that are actually in this voting system, in this voting block, and it's very diverse. It's not, it's not dominated by white people at all. Of course, either is the NBA. And just so you know, out of the last 30 MVPs in the NBA, the last 30, 25 were black. And this idiot comes out and says that the, I don't even know who the, uh, could join, uh, who is it? Could join Bill, I don't know who the, I don't, even, I don't know nothing about the NBA anymore. So whoever it is, it's going to, I guess I should have educated myself. Never thought of it. In all honesty, never thought of it. Wasn't being lazy. But if this white guy happens to win this year, he'll be the sixth out of 31 years of a white person that wins it. All right. So those are the actual statistics. Now, the good thing about it is you had JJ Reddick on the same, on the same show with Kendrick Perkins and he didn't let him get away with it. Play for me, Will. I want to say. I want to just say Did something. That, gives Stephen you A. I, I mean, uh, Stephen A. I mean, I mean no offense to you, and I mean no offense to First Take, because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are, they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. You ju- not, yes, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, did yes, not, you did. That I is exactly not, what you implied, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly what you implied. Secondly, hold on, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up We all know what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. It's the facts. So Kendrick Perkins only retort to the truth is to start screaming. It's the facts. 
It's the facts. Just scream over your opponent. What J.J. Reddick said, actually, I don't know where he stands politically. Don't care at all. If he's on a, on a show with Stephen A. Smith called First Take, probably not a right winger. But he says the problem with this show, and I'll, I'll go ahead and expand on that thought. The problem with the entire globalist left, the globalist left includes the majority of the Republican Party, by the way because most of the Republican Party are rhinos. Not conservatives, they're rhinos. You and I are conservatives. They are leftists. They have an R, but they really are Ds. And again, Ds in more than one way. So they actually, he says, the problem with this show is that we create a narrative that in reality doesn't exist. That sounds like the things that I told you at the very beginning of the show, right? The four things. Insurrection, a narrative doesn't exist. Disinformation, a narrative that the, all these people like Justin Trudeau are setting up their disinformation governance boards when they're the actual purveyors of disinformation, claiming to fight against disinformation. They're the actual purveyors of authoritarianism and are actually saying that they are the defenders of democracy. They're creating a narrative that in reality doesn't exist. COVID, a narrative that in reality doesn't exist. Vaccines, a narrative that in reality doesn't exist. Climate change, a narrative that in reality doesn't exist. So it's all the same things, and Andrew Perkins actually exemplifies that. So he says, he never said that. So Kendrick Perkins says, he never implied that it was racism that was electing the latest MVP inside of the NBA. So let's go back real quick. Here's what he said. Play it for me. Why didn't he never bring up this in particular subject? When it comes down to guys winning MVP since 1990, it's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Do you know who those three guys were? Who were they? Steve Nash, Jokic, and uh, Dirk Nowinski. No. Dirk Nowinski. <laughs> what, do the, what do those guys have in common? I'll let, you sit, I'll let it sit there and marinate. You think about it. Now, well, what do they all have in common? Well, they're all white, and he knows. But what else do they have in common, numb nuts? And then to just blatantly lie. Do you know there's video footage of what you said? That's, that's how audacious these people are. They will just boldface lie. You will show them the truth. The QAnon shaman being ushered all throughout the company, all throughout the Capitol. And then you're going to charge them with sedition and, and uh, insurrections? You're, there's, the, there's the exculpatory video looking you right in the face. Kyle Rittenhouse's exculpatory video looking you right in the face and you charge him three times with murder. That's how these people are. Nothing, nothing will violate their narrative. Nothing will pierce their narrative. Not outright truth on video will not pierce them sticking to their lies. Nothing. Here's a great summation of what Kendrick Perkins said. Play it for me, Will. It's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Steve Nash, Jokic, and Dirk Nowinski. What do those guys have in common? You know why Dirk and Nash, they weren't in the top 10 in the league in scoring. Well, neither was Magic Johnson, you racist idiot. Why is racism in any shape and form tolerated? Why is it tolerated by this idiot, by this racist, by this freaking fool? He's uninformed. He doesn't tell the truth. He's over his skis. He's unqualified to talk about any subject. He just knows that he has nothing to give other than the typical talking points of ESPN, which is when in doubt, spout racism. All you got to do is make up stuff about race and you too can survive at ESPN. 
And that's why ESPN, just like CNN and everybody else, is hemorrhaging employees. Hemorrhaging employees. Every year, they cut dozens of people from ESPN. Remember when ESPN was great? I remember that Sports Center. You mean you had like Keith Oberman on there? who didn't spouse his, his absolute liberal stupidity every every second of every day. Remember how, remember it was great? So, so that, I mean, of course, that's ESPN. So my question is this. If you have, and believe me, I'm not being a defender of Don Lemon, as Tucker, call, Tucker call, calls him, Don Lemon on CNN, who comes out and says, what was it, uh, uh, Nikki Haley. She says Nikki Haley is not in her prime. That's what he said about what's wrong. I mean, Here's the thing. I don't. What's what's wrong with saying that? I'm not saying whether it's true or not or anything else. I don't think she's not in her prime. What prime for what? Politics? We're not asking her to run a, a decathlon. Her prime? What? What's wrong with saying that? Okay, is it some mildly offensive? But he gets suspended for a week for saying it. And believe me, I'm not defending him. But why is Kendrick Perkins not been suspended for life? Because it's white racism. It's racism directed at white people which is accepted just like and because that racism is accepted it, it, it's it's a little duplicitous here but because that racism is accepted we see a pandemic you want to talk about a pandemic of black on white crime in this country nobody else talks about it but me and i mean nobody because everybody's afraid of getting banned again they would rather keep their jobs and keep their money keep their social platform than actually speak truth it's got nothing to do with race Nothing to do with it. We have a pandemic of black on white crime. We do. They're all over. It's all over the internet, everywhere, because they've been be, the the black community has been taught that every everything is racism's fault, which isn't the case. That's CRT, and they've been taught that every white person's a racist. So, in in their mind, the racism justifies violence. It doesn't. People have, listen, I'm not going to do anything violent against anybody who's anti-white. No, unless they come and physically attack me, I'm not going to do a thing. You have the right to be stupid. Racism is stupid. You have the right to say stupid racist things if you want. Yes, you'll be banned. You'll suffer the social consequence of it. But you have the right to, you have the right to do it. The, the problem is, is that there really isn't any white people that are spouting out against black people, but white people are being attacked in droves. But nobody talks about it but me because the people are afraid of the consequences of telling the truth. That's why most pastors don't preach the Bible. They're afraid of the consequences of preaching the Bible. People will leave my church. So you're going to become a whore for the world and not preach the Bible because people will leave your church. Let them leave. At least you're righteous in the eyes of God. God will take care of you. So here was, I talked about, so why isn't Kendrick Perkins, why have we not seen him being suspended for racism? Because you're allowed to be racist against white people. It, you know, like Ibram X. Kendi's book says that racism is, is the cure for racism. What will cure racism is black people being racist against white people. All racism is ignorance. All racism is stupid. It makes no sense to think people are a certain way based on the melanin content of their skin? It makes no sense at all. It's just outright stupidity. So here is ESPN's forced response. Play it for me. I want to correct something here from yesterday's show. When Kendrick Perkins said 80% of NBA voters for the MVP award are white, the NBA publicly announces the voters each year 
And after review, it is clear the panel is much more diverse than what was portrayed by Kendrick Perkins, and we wanted to make sure that we corrected that today. Why is he not suspended? Yeah, you polled, you polled the voting body, but why is he not suspended? If you're going to suspend people for racism, then suspend them for racism. doesn't matter whether it's if you had a white guy on there who said something racist against a black person or a Hispanic person, he would be suspended. So if you have a black man say something racist against white people, he should be suspended or fired, right? I thought these scales of justice were supposed to be blind. Here's the latest in stupidity from Colin Kaepernick, the race hustler whore that he is, who's now turning on his own parents, his own parents who adopted him because they were white. So he's turning on them now. Play for me, Will. Who's spreading a message of empowerment in his new graphic novel, Change the Game, written with author and University of Chicago professor Eve L. Ewing. I love how you depict yourself in this book, not as some big shot hero, but as a shy, insecure high schooler like we all were. I mean, I'm speaking for you, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Growing up, I was a... I think still am a pretty introverted person. I hope it's true to form, mm -hmm. and that's just kind of how I navigate the world. It's his true high school coming-of-age story, his journey embracing his blackness, despite resistance from many, including his white adoptive parents. I know my parents loved me, but there were still very problematic things that I went through. I think it was important to show that, no, this can happen in your own home, and how we move forward collectively while addressing the racism that is being perpetuated. He took cues from his icon, basketball star Allen Iverson, who he said wore his blackness like a suit of armor. And teenage Kaepernick wanted cornrows to match. He's getting what roles, his mom asked? Oh, your hair's not professional. Oh, you look like a little thug. Your mom become, said that to you. Yeah. And those become spaces where it's like, okay, how do I navigate this situation now? But... It also is informed why I have my hair long today. The grown-up version of Eve wanted to go back in time and give young. All right, so there you go. We, it goes on for another couple minutes. I can't, I can't inflict that upon you. So here's Colin Kaepernick, of course, saying that his racist parents didn't want him to have cornrows. You know what? Uh, does it have anything to do with race? Cornrows have anything to do with race? Not for me. You just don't look good. I don't care whether you got them or not. I could care less for me. You look better without them, so that's all there is to it. And I'm sure that his parents who adopted him, loved him in his entire life, have never come out against him in all the stupidity that he's done, and now he turns on them because he's got to make sure that he sticks with the CRT agenda. And he wants to, of course, make more money by pimping and whoring, by race peddling, pimping and whoring, the modern CRT uh, vernacular, of course. The modern CRT agenda all right let's go to this final stuff on the lab not well not final stuff final stuff on the show on the lab leak theory rumble video back to the dan bongino now this part of it covers the gain of function aspect of robert redfield's testimony play for me will uh, dr fauci's position as those who thought a spillover took the position that it was most likely a spillover event because that's what happened with sars and that's what happened with mers all right and i think it's important to look at Prior to 2012, we didn't really have another mechanism other than nature. We weren't doing gain-of-function research, right? I'm a clinical virologist. I tried to explain to Dr. Fauci, who's an immunologist, 
that this virus, SARS and MERS, when they infected uh, man from the intermediate host, civet cat in the case of SARS and a camel in the case of MERS, they never learned how to go human to human. So those original outbreaks were less than 1,000 people, and the epidemics died. And so when everyone thought this was SARS-like, well, that's gonna, it's going to die too. But this virus was immediately the most infectious virus, not the most, I think probably right behind measles, virus that we've ever seen infect man. So I immediately said, wait a second, this isn't natural. And then you go back and look at the literature and you find in 2014, this lab actually published a paper that they put the H2 receptor into humanized mice so it can infect human tissue. And then you learn that the new COVID, which came from bats, now can hardly replicate in bats. Yeah. So how does that happen? All right, so here's the aspects of this. So first of all, <laughs> it, uh, I, I could spend another 10 minutes on common sense. You have the Wuhan Institute of Virology doing gain-of-function research. You have the world military games going on. You have the breakout of SARS-CoV-2 in Wuhan where they are doing gain-of-function research on SARS-CoV-2 bat coronaviruses that break out the world military game. So that's common sense in and of itself, of course, is that's a lab leak. Go back to Jon Stewart's funny little uh, montage that he did with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Stephen Colbert. So, you mean, I mean, come on, it's, it's simple logic. But then you get in the more scientific part of the logic is you everybody compared this to SARS-CoV-1, which, by the way, I believe also was actually manipulated inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but that's just my opinion. As I've read an article about that, SARS-CoV-1 was probably manipulated inside of the Wuhan Institute of Virology, allegedly passed on to human beings by a cat, had less than 1,000 people get SARS-CoV-2. MERS, MERS. Uh, the MERS virus was in a camel that allegedly went to people that had less than pe- less than a thousand people get it because it doesn't have an animal host. The problem is, is that it, it the it has an animal host. It actually doesn't have a human host. Usually, if you're gonna have mutating viruses, they have to be bouncing back and forth between, which is what COVID-19 does because it has animal and human hosts, so it constantly mutates. So you can't vaccinate against it. Never have. Never will. That's why you can't vaccinate against the flu effectively. Flu, flu A shot, flu B shot don't work. They've never had a vaccination against the other coronavirus, which is the common cold. People think flu is coronavirus. It is not. I had to correct the lady on Twitter today. Flus are not coronaviruses. They're, they're flu. They're influenza. COVID viruses are common colds. So everybody knows. So in these viruses that actually that actually they say, I don't believe any of this, I'm just saying what they say, is that these naturally occurring MERS viruses went into human beings, but they didn't know how to transmit human being to human beings, so they weren't very transmissible. Because allegedly they were not enhanced in a laboratory. They were not the result of a lab leak. They were not a human manipulated virus. Where then suddenly, in all of our years of existence, 2023 years after the the death of Jesus, we never had a viral outbreak like the measles ever until, and this isn't nearly as deadly as the measles, uh, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. We've never had anything as transmissible as the measles. What I'm talking about is transmissibility. Nothing, but suddenly it occurs in 2020. Suddenly out of nowhere in Wuhan, suddenly occurs using, and everybody, that's exactly what everybody saw under the microscope was eight. When anybody bothered Anthony Fauci's never looked under a microscope at SARS-CoV-2. 
Deborah Burks never has. Francis Collins never has. Rochelle Walensky never has. Dr. Jaw, the current COVID advisor for the White House, he never has either. None of them have ever looked under a microscope and seen the ACE2 receptors that have been human attached, been attached by humans to SARS coronaviruses, which also makes them now no longer transmissible in the original bats. So they say that it came from a bat, right? But inside the bat, the COVID-19 virus that they say originated in the bat, inside the bat, is no longer transmissible among bats. Does that make sense, Aaron? Okay. These people, I mean, for anybody, I can't believe you ever put a mask on if you're watching right now. I can't believe you ever listen to these people, ever. And what, what it really amazes me, again, and I, and I say this every show, what really amazes me is that everybody knows these people are liars. You know they lie about abortion. You know they lie about the debt. You know they lie about gun confiscations. You know they lie about taxes. You know they lie about their personal lives. You know they lie about transgenderism. They're calling women men and women and men women. You know they put men, pedophile men, and pervert men inside of women's bathrooms, and then suddenly. They're truth tellers when it comes to vaccines and all the conservatives and Christians inject their vaccines, put masks on their face, social distance and lock down their churches. Amazing to me that suddenly these people would tell the truth. They never tell the truth ever in life. Where am I at? Where am I at, Will? Back on? Okay. Okay. Here, oh, here it is. Okay, good. Now here's the DOD component. This is very brief, so stay with me. This is brief. These are actually brief videos. Now, this has to do with who funded the gain-of-function research. At the, it's going to surprise you now. You've only, if you've watched this show enough, you've heard it. If you haven't watched this show, you think that it's just Peter Daszak and the Eagle Health Alliance, the CCP, Anthony Fauci, Ralph Barrick. It's more than that. Play for me, Will. Now, and looking at all the conversations in February of 2020 and before the release of the paper, do you think that uh, Dr. Fauci used this paper to hide the gain of function research created, that gain of function research created this virus? I can't talk about Fauci's motivation. Do you think that the paper does hide the truth? I think it's an inaccurate paper that basically was part of a narrative that they were creating. Remember, this pandemic did not start in January at the seafood market. We now know there was infections all the way back into September. This was a narrative that was decided that they were going to say this came from the wet market and they were going to do everything they could to support it, to negate any discussion about the possibility that this came from a laboratory. I got 20 seconds left. Dr. Fauci was affirmatively told in, told in an email that uh, NIAID had a monetary relationship with the Wuhan uh, Institute through uh, EcoHealth Alliance. He, he was told this in January 27th of 2020. Do you think that Dr. Fauci intentionally lied under oath to Senator Paul when he vehemently denied NIH's funding of gain-of-function research? I think there's no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research. Is it likely that American tax dollars funded the gain-of-function research that created this virus? I think it did, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. I want to be careful here. I don't know what I can say that will bring up pain or whatever, but I think about your uncle and I think about your father and I think about their fight against what I believe is the military industrial complex. And it, I listen to you and it seems like the military industrial complex just moved big pharma into their right. mission. It's really the and so you're fighting against the same people. 
Yeah, it's the military medical industrial complex now. And if you look at who is behind all of the countermeasures, including the vaccines, it's not the vaccine companies, it's the military. There's over 100 military contractors actually making the vaccine. Pfizer's not making the vaccine. Moderna's not making the vaccine. The Pentagon is. And the Pentagon is running it with, and the top um, uh, authority is the National Security Agency. So that's the CIA. All right, so there you go. I want you to see those two videos together because you have Robert Redfield, former head of the CDC, say this was a DOD-funded virus. Yeah, State Department virus. USAID-funded virus backed up by what RFK said. You think it's Moderna making the virus. You mean making the vaccine. You think it's Pfizer making the vaccine. No, it's DOD contractors using Pfizer and Moderna facilities and licensures to make this, this is make these vaccines. This has been a DOD response from day one. Sounds conspiratorial. No, it has to do with licensures. It has to do with with what you are allowed to do. If it's a simple medical emergency, you can't get EUAs, emergency use authorizations. It has to be a bioweapons attack. So you're acknowledging that COVID-19 is a true bioweapon? It was a bioweapon, but it's not a bioweapon like mustard gas in World War I that killed everybody. It was a specifically targeted bioweapon to get to the vaccine. I don't have the time to go into all the DOD stuff, but that is what it has been given to the country. It's been propagated to the country that this is a medical emergency, but it was actually licensed. Licensed. In other words, in order to get approvals for things, you have to be under a certain level of approval. I don't know how to word that any better. But in order to get approvals for EUAs, approval for mandated vaccinations, things like that, it has to be a bioweapons attack. It has to be a DOD response, not a CDC response, because a CDC response would not grant you the approvals for totalitarianism, if that makes sense. That makes sense, Aaron? Okay, so I just wanted everybody to see that. And now it's coming out. You just saw Robert Redfield, the former head of the CDC, say that the gain-of-function research inside of the Wuhan Institute of Virology came not only from the CCP, the PLA, the EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak, Anthony Fauci, which sent the money through EcoHealth Alliance and Peter Daszak, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology, but also the State Department the Department of Defense, and the USAID. Those are the facts that's from the CDC director and from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Those are what we call on the TLP, the facts. That's the truth. Back here Saturday night, 55 minutes of fury, 10.30 p.m. Saturday night. Do not miss it. Love you all. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. God bless you all. So what is the will of God? Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. That's a qualified verse, though. Christians use that to say that the will of God is unfolding in their life. If your business stinks, it's not the will of God. If your family stinks, that's not the will of God. He is not working for your good. 
He's not, he's not using your compromise and your rejection of the Word of God for your good. Because Romans 8, 28 is qualified with 27, and nobody reads 27. Why is that? Because it puts, it puts the responsibility on the believer. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. He is working for your good. In that, he's listening to how you pray. Romans 8, 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. That's the good that he's doing. He's honed in solely on the voice of the Spirit. Are you praying the Holy Ghost? That's the good he's listening to. Not your compromise, not your sin, not your worry, not your fear, not your bad attitude and working for your good. The only good he's working is what the Holy Spirit is telling him to do. It's only good. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.